Let's find out what did transpire last night. Laura Kane is the General Manager of Competition Management at the AFL. Laura, thanks for taking the call on Crunch Time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What transpired last night? What was the source of the outage? Uh, we're working through that at the moment. It only happened last night, as you say, so not jumping to any conclusions yet, but working through to diagnose that question and answer that question and hopefully not have it happen again. Is the Gabba a unique risk on this front? Uh, it's not the first time that it's happened. It's not, but it's not unique in the sense that it's the only venue where we've had power outages or things have gone wrong. So, no, not unique. Uh, definitely some history, but that's all part of what we will work through as we debrief and look to resolve it and ensure it doesn't happen again. What transpired behind the scenes as soon as it went out? Give us the AFL picture. Yeah, a lot. And I was laughing with that introduction. I too was watching Globe by Globe turn back on <laughs> from my lounge room on TV. But when the lights went out, basically our first priority was to make sure that everyone was safe. That's patrons in the stands, the umpires, players, staff and all the officials. And then once we'd established that, very quickly moved to what has happened and can we fix it. So we have a match manager uh, on the ground we have on-call contacts and uh, Gil and others very quickly on the phone to start working through that with the venue. Had established, obviously, that it was a power outage. Uh, we've lost a couple of towers, and I know through broadcast we could see that um, small globe that ha had become a light. But then working through how we can fix it, how long that might take, and a lot of phone calls, basically, between a lot of different people. Uh, but navigating through electricians and different people on the ground, the timeline, making sure it was safe. And probably the most important thing was to keep people updated, keep broadcast media, fans at home, fans in the stadium and, and, and our clubs to make sure they knew what was going on and, and when they might look like a, that they will return. When, the, when there was the fire in that one globe, did you have that heightened sense of concern? Yes and no. It, clearly, it's it's unnerving to see a little light globe on fire, but we've we've got experience. We have protocols, uh, not dissimilar to things like our lightning policy, which we've seen enacted. I probably had a more contemporary experience being at the SDG for buddy kicking that thousandth goal. So we've had experience with that uh, abrupt end to a game or halt, but. Uh, in terms of the fire, yes, unnerving, but could see that it was quite isolated, um, the tower returned, and getting really good updates from the venue certainly helped to know that it wasn't uh, you know, something that couldn't be rectified. What's the level of determination to finish a game in those circumstances, Laura? It's really high. The, the competition, as we know, we're seeing some exceptional football. The competition's close. And it must be our priority both for the clubs and for the fans at home to make sure we complete every game. And I think if you're a Melbourne supporter, you would take every one of the five goals they kicked when the when play resumed because that could be the difference between top four. It could be the difference between top eight. And we know that it goes down to the wire with percentage. So that, that, that for us was... You know, notwithstanding the, the venue and um, play being safe to proceed, which was obviously the first priority, the second is to get those 12 minutes of the game done. 
the other side of that is the lion side. So we've had two experiences of, the, of this in recent years, and Melbourne was on the other side of the coin against West Coast after a delay. And even the players spoke about the totally changed dynamic of nothing to lose and the other team feels like they have everything to lose. Is there a risk that the contest is unduly compromised after such a delay? I think our, our AFL and AFLW players, they're professional athletes. We have uh, some of the best, most experienced staff, particularly high-performance staff. And then we have coaches, and that's for the clubs to navigate. But no, I don't think so. I think we, we play in a, a very close competition, and both clubs should have the opportunity to play out literally every second of every game. And I think if Melbourne had a couple more minutes, the, the result may have been different. Would you have been absolutely comfortable if the result had been different? I could imagine Brisbane blowing like mad this morning if that had happened. I would be comfortable. And I, I say that because of experience both at Clubland, but also in contemporary times with games like the one that we saw at the SCG last year. Um, but for the score uh, and the margin being quite high, when play was stopped, there was still five or six minutes on the clock in that Sydney-Geelong game. And uh, I would want, as a club, the opportunity to come back out. So uh, I think it's a, a really important feature that we got the game done once we'd established that it was safe to do so. So, Sam, you want to ask about what's actually in the rules? Yeah, Laura, appreciate your time. Look, a lot of the talk last night, and I think was communicated to Brisbane and, and Melbourne too, for that matter, that it was a 60-minute a threshold, if you like, to get the game resumed. I, just, I was just having a look through the laws of the game 2023, and they state it to be a 30-minute period. I'm not sure what the, the official delay was before recommencement, maybe 38 or 39 minutes. Can you, can you clarify that for us, possibly? Of course. So we have the laws of the game, but we also have the AFL rules and regulations. So the AFL regulations is what we will use here and what governs this situation. That outlines that it's a 60-minute period or, in fact, a period that can be determined based on the scenario um, is uh, the stop game procedure enacted. So we have a stop game procedure. That's the 60 minutes that we're talking of or a, a period that we confirm we have an emergency management procedure immediately to remove patrons um, away from anything that's dangerous, players off the field, umpires off the field. And we have a light tower contingency. And so there's a number of light towers that applies to all of our stadiums around the country, how many towers need to be operational for the game to proceed. So all of that was enacted. Um, pleasingly, we didn't have to get to the 60 minutes. As you say, it was um, just under 40 minutes that we were able to resume. So would 60 minutes have been a hard cut-off, Laura? No, no, not necessarily. Okay. So you give yourself whatever flexibility you need to try to complete the game? Depending on the circumstances, yes, we do. What was the last sign-off that was required? So it felt like everybody was ready to go and then we were getting shots of, uh, I would suspect your match manager and Greg Swan, they were all taking different phone calls before you could get that last sign-off for the umpire to toss the ball up. Yeah, it was the final. I was actually on the phone to Gil, so we were making sure that we'd uh, stepped through everything at our end in terms of our regulations, our emergency procedures and contingency. And then Damien, our match manager, who had a very busy night and did a terrific job, he actually works in our AFL Queensland office uh, in participation. So really, really thankful to have him there on the ground. It was just that final approval from the venue to make sure that we were ready to go. I think the the scoreboard 
wasn't yet operational um, in terms of the LEDs and it was just ticking that off as the the last thing. But I was uh, waiting, watching on TV for that, that ball to bounce. If you – so I imagine there's a whole set of meetings, I'm sure, and we're holding you up right now. But it, would you do anything differently or did it roll out in the manner that you sort of war game in such a scenario? It, it rolled out perfectly, if you could say that. But, yes, exactly as we uh, imagined through our protocols. Like I said, it's not the first time we've had something happen. And to be honest, after a couple of years of COVID, I think uh, we're as flexible as we've ever been and we're able to navigate the situation quite well. So we will debrief, but I was really pleased with how last night rolled out. And the only other question I'd like to ask you is what comes next. So this is, do you think, is the turf in Perth, that Optus Stadium, ready to host back-to-back games, in your opinion, Laura? It is. We had our turf consultant out there the other day, so we're ready to go. And confident as to how it will play? Confident, absolutely. We would never play a game of football on a venue surface turf that wasn't safe. Uh, and so very confident that we're, we're ready to go at all of our stadiums around the country, for that matter, to play AFL games of football. Laura, I know you've got a busy morning. Thanks for taking the time to explain all of that to us on Crunch Time. Thank you.